Welcome to the Tips and Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and educational technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Kortz, Amber Rosales, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Badney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff, and welcome to another episode of Tips and Salsa. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm joined by our amazing tech coaches, Caleb. Hello. And Amber. Hi. So today, we have a very special guest who you may have actually heard on the radio during your morning drive to work. I have. She's currently an ELO teacher over at Mentone, and we are very lucky to have her working for us, for our schools, and for our kids. So how about a very warm welcome to the one and only Tiffany Fiduska. Yay! Yay! Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. welcome. Thank you so much for coming today. It's two worlds colliding. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited to have you as a guest for this podcast today and can't wait to talk to you about uh, uh, all sorts of things, your journey into education and, and fantastic things like that. But before we get started, we, of course, have to plug our snacks. Uh, this is Tips and Salsa, so we're, of course, enjoying some chips and salsa. If you want to join us, you can pause the podcast right now, get yourself a little chips and salsa, and then resume. Um, today, the chips that we're enjoying are from late July, and they are sea salt tortilla chips. And uh, we've got two salsas here today, a medium and a mild. And this is Grandma Joe's 213 salsa. What does everybody think so far of these two? Oh, it's okay. It's not bad, but I'm wondering why you um, bought these in late July and saved them until now. <laughs> budget cuts. We yeah, had to. Budget cuts. So they're still pretty fresh for being late July. <laughs> Actually, surprising. You care about the taxpayers, do you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's actually good. I like it. Yeah. What are they? Like one, two, three sauces? Yeah, uh, two, one, three, I think. Oh, two, one, two, three. One, yeah, three. it's like a local salsa. Detailed. Some, somewhere Detailed. here in Southern California. So. <laughs> I like it. Good flavor. A little smoky. Not too spicy. It's good. Yeah, I can taste the smokiness in the back end. Yeah, I would definitely get this again. All right, let's get started. All right. Okay, Tiffany, so the three of us already know a bit about your background, but would you mind sharing with our listeners a bit about your background and how you found yourself in radio? I'm going to have to try to cut it shorter <laughs> than I would normally. Okay, so I was 20 years old. I lost my dog. My, I was in college at Ohio State in Columbus, Ohio, and I was a PR major, and my roommate let my dog out and went off into her little world. And I came home, couldn't find my dog. I called the local radio station. And I said, hi, I lost my dog. Would you please tell everybody on the radio that I lost my dog? And <laughs> no way. It was terrible radio. Uh -huh. Nobody cares about your dog. Uh -huh. There's like, I don't know, 200,000 people in the capital of Ohio. Yeah, Columbus is not a small town. The yeah. guy, there's 80,000 at Ohio State alone. Right, right. The guy put it on the radio, and I got the dog back. That's oh, my incredible gosh. Story. Wow. And I sent the guy a picture of me and the dog with a sign, because I'm 20, and, hey, we love Magic 99.7 FM. <laughs> I'm a PR major. Would you like uh, an unpaid intern? Hello, Dude called me. He was the PR director of the station. He said, yeah. Oh, you're going to work for free? Sure. Oh, wow. I went in and never left. That is oh, amazing. So when, you, when you're doing PR, were you thinking radio or just PR in general? I wanted to be, I wanted to be Jane Polly. 
I wanted uh-huh. to be uh, on television news. Right. I wanted to be that uh-huh. person. Uh-huh. I didn't realize they couldn't wear jeans to work. But <laughs> <laughs> when I got into radio, I realized it was for the it was the best of both Heck worlds. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, when you start in radio, you start with your little internship, and then they let you run the board, like my friend Caleb here is yes. doing, and then they let you pop on for a minute and a half and do the weather. And you know that there are tens of thousands of people listening to you. And it's so cool. And when I got on mornings, it became a career. That's awesome. So so it started with that in the, as an intern. And they're like, hey, we could put you on for the next five minutes for weather. And then right. it started like that. Exactly. Oh, that's so And cool. then it becomes overnights. And you're on the air from uh, midnight to 6 a.m. I didn't. And this is your early 20s when New Year's Eve is... The thing, right? I worked every holiday in all those years when you're a kid and you want to do all the fun stuff. But I, it was so much fun. And I felt famous. I was a medium fish in a little pond and it was awesome. Well, I'm just going to be honest. I am kind of starstruck here. Like, so I'm like, I'm here I'm with Tiffany. Cool. <laughs> oh my God, I'm serious. And I, and I used to listen to you guys seriously. Really? Uh, totally. All the time. KKL rocks. You're like 22, dude. No, I'm serious. <laughs> so, but that's, I guess that's my question is you were so fun, funny, successful in that career. Yeah. How did you go from there to education? Okay. So there's a connection there and I'll get to that exact part. But, and this is one thing I keep in mind being a teacher. There are so many parts of the career universe that are going away and people get mad. Terrestrial radio is going away. Yeah. And yeah, I always is. knew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anybody who was like, eh, poor me, no. It's like, I'm not a coal miner in West Virginia. Yeah. That <laughs> is going away. People's yeah. jobs are shifting right. and changing uh-huh. and radio changed. Right. And so if you weren't prepared, I was always going into education. Right. Mm-hmm. So, even before I had kids, my kids have grown up in the Redlands educational system. Even before I had them, I was volunteering at RHS and coaching speech and debate because right. I was the speech kid. Right. I was the band nerd. I was like all those, all those things. I was the president of the band. You know, yeah. I loved <laughs> high school and I want the kids to like high school for all the things I liked it for. Mm-hmm. So I would go coach speech and debate and stuff. Then I had kids and I was worried about, well, what's going on with enrichment? Right. It's the first thing that goes. Mm-hmm. I love social studies and history. Mm-hmm. We need to focus on ELA and math. Right. Mm-hmm. I get that. But the fact that they were kind of moving into trying to do stuff after school right. and make that time meaningful, uh-huh. I thought that was awesome. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. So then uh, I'm done with my career, and I immediately went to go get my master's in education. It was always the plan. Mom's a career teacher. I volunteered, taught music to my little kids' schools. I went. My kid was in first grade. And I took my guitar there, and I'm like, all right, here's what harmony is. La, and they're like, la, and I'm like, la, and they went, la, la, and put them together, and they lose their minds. And then we march around the campus with a guitar, and I teach them, you can make a song. If you know what lake and make sound like together, 
you can write your own song. So I was kind of always in the world, in that world. It was always my plan. I think, I think like <clears throat> some people are born with that little, I don't know, the, the chip to be a teacher. And it sounds like, like even though you're in radio, you still had the love or desire to work with kids. And through time you've, you saw, huh, kids respond to me and this is fun. And, and I love what you said about the arts because that's that's really your gift and you know everybody has english math science history all that stuff but for you to bring your gift for the arts and the enrichment to artistic. and one thing i love that there is an emphasis on this um mixing history and music mixing right. math and beats you know you're going a a b b you can go yeah. And the kids know it's A, A, B. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, is that a song? And they go, I think I know it. We will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. And there are so many things that you can do to connect the arts with math and ELA. Right. And I thought that would be a, a place of strength for me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of a perfect segue, actually, into the next thing that we want to talk about. Um, we know that you are currently working as one of our fantastic ELOP teachers. Oh, yeah. Um, and are wondering if you can kind of tell us a little bit about what your daily job looks like here in Redlands. Okay, so what we do, we go in at 10 a.m. and we push in to classes. And it's now it's not pull out. We push in and We are kind of jacks of all trades. If there's a kid who is needing help, then you help that kid. Mm -hmm. If there's a kid that you could give extra to who's not getting enough, who can go higher, you can do that too. Mm. One of the things that brought me into, into this job is my son. My son, when he was about in kindergarten, first grade, they started blowing the whistle, saying, hey, you know, this kid has a problem. He's not okay. And I had an education. I felt like I knew everything. My mom, I grew up in the world of education. And I'm like, nah, he's fine. He just can't concentrate. He's got a focus deal. There's a thing going on here. And they said, okay. I didn't know what an IEP was. Mm-hmm. And I, to this day, don't like the acronyms. There, It makes it harder to understand all that stuff. Yeah, and we have so many in education. <laughs> and they change, too. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. So finally, I kind of got it, and my son got the tests and stuff. And the day that he qualified for the stuff, everything changed. It was like this box that had been limited to me was open. And I sat in one of those meetings, and I didn't know what an IEP was. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking around a desk like this. And I'm like, there are 8 million years of education in this room, and they're only here to talk about my son. Mm-hmm. That's all there is here. And I felt so grateful. That's awesome. That's a great perspective. And I wanted to be... I hate to sound disingenuous. I wanted to be part of that world. I wanted to, I knew I had some things to offer, mm-hmm. not like those people that do this amazing stuff for kids like my son, but I was like, you know what? I can, I can do that. Yeah. I can I contribute. Can I can contribute to I can, that. I can be there and help somebody that needs this. Yep. But when I first 
interviewed for the job, I was like, I don't belong. These people are good. They they are so amazing. They're awesome. And they are educators. I'm a DJ. <laughs> and all my teacher friends were like, dude, you got the education. You've been here your whole life. Yes, you have things to contribute. And now here I am. So maybe I do. Yeah, that's so cool. Of course. A big part of that, though, too, is your energy and your enthusiasm and you your desire to help students. And I think that that's something that you have to have. You have to have that heart as a teacher. For sure. And I so love that's it. That's not something you can be taught. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I love the kids too. Yeah. And the coworkers and everybody's so awesome. So during your day, once you start, you're pushing into classrooms, you're sitting side by side with students, you're working with them, you're helping them. Yeah, I know. I keep going back and forth. No, no, no. It's all part of the context for this. It's wonderful. Um, I imagine that's what the rest of the regular school day looks like for you for the most part, up until the end of the day where Mm -hmm. some of the students will go home and some students stay on campus. What does that start to look like um, once we get to the end of the regular school day? The great thing is, when I was student teaching, I saw, I didn't realize, because again, I was new to the whole thing. And when I was student teaching, I'd leave at 3.30 or 3.15, and I saw that the kids were in the after-school program. And I asked, how long do they stay? They still stay till 6, or that's what it was at the time. And what I really love is that now, Redlands Unified has taken that ELO money and put it into having professionals lead the way after school. Mm -hmm. So now we're not just doing recess. We're not watching them. We're doing all the cool stuff you can do. Quality stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I will do is teach them songwriting. We go to the lab. We do tech stuff. We go into the lab and we do Chrome Music Lab, Mm, which a lot... People hadn't heard of. And I don't even teach it to them because it's so intuitive. Yeah. When you put a kid with tech stuff that they're already intuitive on and put them in front of something that is meant to be intuitive, they create stuff and they make you put on their headphones and they create stuff. Um, That's one of the things we do. We write, we sing. We uh, we created, you know, the play Hamilton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We created a parody of that. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. We can hear it? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's hear it. So when I want the kids' attention, I go like this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the kids do they do go, that? yes, because uh-huh. they know. Uh-huh. How do these awesome, brilliant, kind, cool kids go to mentone school and... Do what they did. They're amazing. Reading and writing. Exciting to be as good at math as they can be. We are mentone cults. We are scholars. Having fun makes us work much harder. Oh, yeah. We're a lot smarter. We are self-starters. And working with our friends helps us get much farther. And every day we do our mentone ABCs. The A means We accept responsibility. B means be respectful. Oh, yeah. And the C (laughs) is choose kindness. We always do that. 
We don't mind the rain. We're the opposite of plain. We'll never see our future drip dripping down the drain. We got big hearts. They're connected to our brain. And the town's going to know our name because the word's going round. But we don't need the fame. We are young. We are strong. We got everything to gain. Going to get our education. Don't forget from where we came. And the world's going to know our name. What's our school's name? Mentonella Mentorine. <laughs> I go to Mentonella Mentorine. And there's a million things I'm going to be. Just you wait. Just you, you wait. wait. Okay, that's Ooh, incredible. Great. Do, do, now do I get the kids, to drink some more water. Do they all sing it with you? Yeah. That's wow. My son is in fifth grade and he loves Hamilton, like loves Hamilton. And so that he would, he would have loved that. What do you find interesting about you? I mean, we hear a lot of passion and enthusiasm. So what do you find interesting about your work? Challenging, rewarding? The interesting part is when you hear the click. Like second grade math. Right now they're doing regrouping. And for a while it's, they're trying, they're trying, they're trying. And their teachers are great. The teachers are awesome. When you, you see their eyes change and their face change. And when you see that, that's awesome and interesting. The other interesting thing is when the kids ask questions, mm -hmm. they're, wait, why did, but you've always told us that if, you don't like something and everybody else does. Maybe you should give it another chance when they remember something you've said. Yeah. That's the interesting part. That's powerful. The challenging part is when somebody, when a kid has had a bad day and I can't fix it, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to go sit with that kid in the corner and you know, do the thing, talk, figure it out, try to get that click where it's fixed. But you've got a lot of other kids and you can't do that. So I wish there were 15 adults in every group of 30 kids, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always a matter of how many great people you have in there helping how many kids. Mm -hmm. So I, I do have a question about now that you're working with kids, I want to know how different it is working with a bunch of elementary school kids than it is working with Stu and Jimbo. <laughs> I have a stronger filter over my mouth these days. Um, you know what? The one thing that is familiar is, and I told you, there is a performative aspect. But my whole life and career has been chill and Dealing with people that I like right. and that I appreciate. Oh, that's cool. And having a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. I think one thing I do bring to the classroom that we always had, Stu, Jim, and I, who, by the way, I'm going to talk to Jim tomorrow. That's awesome. He that lives was a, in Las Vegas tomorrow. He lives in Las Vegas. I'm going there tomorrow. But the kind and loving sense of humor. And that's what I try to bring to I always brought to my job and I try to bring to the classroom in a completely different way. <laughs> but 
there's a sensibility. Be a good person and bring that humor and chill kindness to kids and to any other coworker. I mean, you guys bring that to each other. I could tell you have that, right? It, it yeah. says so Unless much. Unless you're covering it up very well. No way. <laughs> no, it's, you're, you're right. It says so much about enjoying what you do and who you spend your day with. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the adults and the kids. It And it shows. It shows in how, how you perform mm-hmm. for each other each day. And it, w- one thing that struck me is it's so universal. It doesn't matter what you do for a living, what your industry is. You know, we were just talking about, like, what experiences have you had in the past that you're able to apply forward. And this is so true. It's so universal. And if you apply that now and if our students take that message to heart, right. it will serve them well no matter what they do in life, no matter how they choose to spend their time. And you and see that in the with. classroom every day. You see kids that talk to each other in that same way. Mm-hmm. And they're learning social skills that translate to bigger and better opportunities. Yeah. And these are all those soft skills that are so important for our students beyond just the academic standards that we that we have in our schools. So true. I can tell by by building those positive relationships with the kids, though. I I imagine that they love coming to your class. And oh, I can totally imagine that. So I mean, you're changing lives just that way of getting them excited to come to your classroom and to do the fun activities that you have planned for them. You know what? To be honest, though, I think one of my concerns has been: I know I've got the fun thing going on. Mm-hmm. I know I can engage. I worry about rigor. So I work on that a lot. I'm always trying to remind myself, how does this connect to the standards? How does this make sure that you can defend this in the academic world and not the entertainment world? Right. And that has been a constant thing for me. It's important. It's a balancing act as an educator from them trusting you. That's not rigorous or standards to them. Uh, wanting to be there, to them being engaged and listening to you and them being interested in what you're doing. You know, so there's so many things like I think Caleb mentions like the soft, the soft skill piece mm-hmm. of being a teacher that is almost just as important as the content itself. So, so I, I think that everything that you're doing is valid. But you have to be able to defend yourself to the most experienced classroom teacher that you know. Right. If she walked in here right now, saw what I'm doing, why am I doing it? What is a standard behind it? Mm-hmm. And if she thinks that's cool or he thinks that's cool, uh-huh. then I'm I'm okay. I'm on okay. the track. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. But I, I just really want to keep that in mind. Yeah. And that's I do want to say when we get this training with the tech stuff and connecting the tech stuff to mathematical standards. I think it's really important. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful that Redlands is putting so much into the tech stuff. Right. I mean, our kids are little. Yeah. And they've got so much cool stuff. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, robots. They've got two different types of robots. Yeah. yeah. And I can't wait to take them to the lab. But what I really love is that Redlands put the ELO money into teachers. They hired teachers, extra teachers. So I just, I think that's really cool. Says the DJ. (laughs) (laughs) I think that when you're talking about having that 
um, the doubt a little bit about not them not getting that that rigor. learning piece, yes. the rigor. Yeah. I think that it kind of sparked me to think about Rita Pearson, that YouTube video where she's talking about kids need a champion. And so kids don't learn from people they don't like. Right. And so when you're focused on building those positive relationships, then the, lear- the learning and all that's going to come. It's because, got a better chance yes. coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Have you listened to any of our podcasts? And if so, do you have any feedback or tips for us? I do. Have me on more. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did. Uh, I think it's really cool that you guys are doing a podcast. I will be honest. I don't know. I don't live in the podcast world. How do you send it out to people? Do people uh, listen and Tell me about what you're doing here, because I only listened to the one that you sent me. Go. So our audience is mostly teachers in Redlands. Right. Oh, it's teachers? Teachers in Redlands. So okay. um, that's that's sort of like the target of our, our guests. We, we want to find guests that we think would be interesting and beneficial for other teachers to listen to. So, of course, that's why we had you. Um, you know, you're- Oh, they're going to hate me, bro. <laughs> so- um, Joke, all joking aside, that's why we're not shooting broadly. You know, we're very specific to guests and conversations that are specific to educational topics or ed tech topics yeah. that would be beneficial for teachers in Redlands. But, but you know, my brother-in-law is a principal in Wyoming, and he listens to it. And there's folks there who listen to it that they, you know, they let so me know. So it's broad enough. For yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah, they let me know that the um, e- the one on AI with Alan Cita last month was great, and they got a lot of info, you know, some helpful info. On that. When we started this, the idea was let's make a a podcast for our Redlands teachers, and we can talk about ed tech happenings here in Redlands Unified, uh, uh-huh. things that we think teachers should be aware of related to educational technology. And uh, we started publishing and sent it out to teachers in the district and got a couple of listeners. And then uh, we went back and we looked at the map and we're like, hey, there's people from other states that are listening to this thing now. Oh, man, there's people from other countries are listening to this really? thing now and are just naturally finding the podcast. So, Why do you um, do a podcast instead of a, a video? Well, we've talked about a simulcast, you know, but... Um, we thought a uh, podcast would be really easy for people to be able to consume. You could be in your classroom working on something and just kind of put the audio on in the background yes. and listen. Or at a drive. You could listen to it during time. your yeah. commute yeah. or, you know, you're outside gardening and you you toss on an episode of us and listen and to some And that way it's all stuff. audio content. You don't have to think about cool visual stuff. Right. It yeah, was, so, I get that. I mean, the main answer was it was easy to get up and running with that. Mm-hmm. And we thought that would be a good vehicle for sharing some important messages that we want right. to share with teachers. So. What's your favorite message? Um, I think it's to keep trying new things and, and be innovative as a teacher. That um, the, Our kids are constantly changing. So an activity that you developed that worked really well four years ago may fall flat with the students this year. And that's because things are constantly changing in education. So uh, that challenges us as educators to not be static with what we do and to constantly be trying something new and experimenting and innovating. I think that's an incredibly important part of what we do what's your favorite message i don't know it's if i have a favorite message but one of the things that i love about redlands is that we're even though we're a district of twenty thousand students we're we still operate as a small district where the people that we work with they we have a relationship you know we we know each other we we know 
every teacher from every school and people could pick up a phone phone and call any of us. It's not this weird thing where, oh, we can't call that person or we right. can't go there or we can't talk to that person. We're just, uh, you know, we, we, we value the family kind of culture in the school district. So what I think this does is it shows that we're just normal people, right. that we dig what we do and we, we, um, we're enthusiastic about what we do and we, we want to share it with you guys. It makes us look cooler too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you with know. the headphones and yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys have a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah definitely. Well, I, I guess that's, that's a question that I have for you is – what do you think is the value of this medium, you know, like audio, you know? See, I just sharing. went into, did you notice I just went in interview mode? No, so what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Eddie Van Halen, yeah. what do you think about? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, what? Uh, what do I think is the value of this medium? Yeah. Uh -huh. I love audio. Yeah. I mean, for obvious reasons. Uh -huh. I, that's kind of what I do. I don't have the patience to sit there and look at a screen. Uh -huh. I never have. I, and now you keep the earpiece in your ear and you're walking or biking or whatever, turn the thing on. You can get so much information right. now. You don't have to have appointment listening the way we always, oh, at nine o'clock, I never watched the show Friends. I didn't have the patience to, ooh, at nine o'clock, <laughs> yeah. I go, what? But now we can get anything. Mm. I think the challenge is how do you get people inspired to listen to your thing? Mm -hmm. But once they listen to it once yeah. and they're in and you make it easy for them, they'll listen to it over and over and over. Yeah, again. then they're hooked. That's what I do. Yeah. I think the neat thing about audio nowadays is you don't have to hear it at the time that it broadcasts. You can, like a podcast, you can schedule it, listen to it whenever you want and re listen to it. But, you know, for this medium, it was kind of like, you know, I, I had to listen to Stu, Tiffany, and Jimbo at, you know, from this time to this time. And if I missed that day, I missed that day. My son is listening to some things that somebody put on YouTube a very long time ago. I'm not too happy about the content <laughs> he's listening yeah. to, but it is there whenever it's he wants all there. It. Yeah. He's like, I think I want to be proud of my mom right now. Oh, just pull it up. You know? <laughs> I think it's awesome. I yeah, really do. That's cool. And the podcast versus the video, you don't have to do the visual bells and whistles. It's all brain stuff. It's not, oh, look at me, I'm wearing a red. You know, it's right. not yeah. the visual stuff. Right. So. That's true. And like I think Caleb, you mentioned like you can listen to it while you're gardening, or you can listen to it on the car ride home, or you can listen to it on a bike ride. You know, you don't have to be kind of stuck in front of a screen or, you know, uh, yeah, pros and cons, I think, to all of those formats. Um, when I specifically think about students, audio recordings, podcasts, I mean, however you want to package it, um, it feels like such a great opportunity for our students. So it's one of the things we've encouraged teachers to do is, is give your kids chances to record themselves, to share a message, yeah. to, to hone something. And podcasting is such a cool platform because you can make it once and then put it up somewhere and anybody in the world can listen to it right. and they can listen to it whenever they have time. However, the appointment it's great. I do have a suggestion because I really love the audio medium. The kids are very used to looking at screens mm -hmm. of every sort. And I have a heart and because I also do so much percussion and music and songwriting and notes and I make them 
lie down, relax. I turn off the lights, shut their eyes, and listen. Yep. So they're not looking around the room for what visual stimulation they can get. Mm -hmm. And that really helps. Yeah. I have them just, okay, all you are right now is what's going on that's going in from your ears to your brain. And for some of them, that might be such a foreign experience because that makes so, so much sense. Looking at something. I, I yeah. love that. I totally agree with that. It's like there's so much stimulation coming into these kids just to like slow it down, close close it out, and just listen. Now, kids don't do that. I wonder if it yeah helps them yeah. to become better listeners. That skill set totally just by listening, being able to listen uh-huh. and just drown out the other distractions and yep. really focus on what's being said. And I've seen them, once I started doing that, I would see a couple of kids who tend to be kind of flappable, you know, and I'd say, come on, shut your eyes and do the listening thing. And that's all you need is this little code, listening thing. And they shut their eyes, put their hand on a desk, and you can kind of see their face change. See it relax. Right. They're genuinely there. Right. Oh, I, I- I want to capture that. That's so good. So good. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So as we mentioned, listeners on six continents, multiple states. What? What's the coolest content? Continent, sorry. Well, all of them except for Antarctica. Do you know anyone in Antarctica? We interviewed somebody. Oh, we got to get them. In Antarctica once. We uh, need them to go listen to an episode while they're in Antarctica. Yes, find, find their number in the Rolodex. Seven out of we seven. had some guy that sent us, when I was in radio, had a guy that sent us um, an email. And he said, you're not going to believe this, but I grew up listening to you guys. And I'm stationed on this science base in Antarctica. <laughs> and... I found a way to listen to you guys. So I just want to let you know you're being heard in Antarctica. That's crazy. That's it was cool. a crazy. That's pretty thing. cool. <laughs> what what kind of what is if you if there's one thing that you can tell our listeners from from you to our listeners, what what would that be? Word of wisdom or word of encouragement, word of anything. What is one thing you could tell our listeners? It's gonna sound like I'm sucking up. Okay. Go for it. (laughs) I am so humbled that I got to be a teacher in Redlands. Mm, That's awesome. I brought my kids up. I made a nest. I had kids late. I was like 35 when I got married, 38 when I had my first kid. And I always, I'm a planner. And I got my house in Redlands. I'm like, all right, here we go. I can't believe I get to do this. Brought them up in these schools. And those teachers took care of my business for me when I was working, you know? Mm -hmm. And they were wonderful. I was never disappointed in the school system. When I interviewed for a job to be a teacher at this late date, I literally told that panel of teachers, I said, even if I don't get this job, I'm going to get a job, hopefully in this district, and this is going to be so great. <laughs> wow. I couldn't wait to be one of them. And it was because they'd never let me down. And I was so grateful. I can't believe what education has become now. It was, The teachers always right. tried. Right. But what they're doing now is they're serving everybody. Mm-hmm. And they aren't succeeding yeah. to me. You know, everybody's going to complain. 
everybody's going to have a problem. A teacher's going to have a bad day and holler, and a parent's going to have a bad day and holler, and Lord knows the kids are going to have a bad day. But it's working, and I, I really just think the district has it going on. What a great message. Yeah. What a great message for everybody here. Absolutely. I'm really not sucking up. <laughs> no, honestly I, I feel the same. That. No, I feel the same, the same for being able to work here and get to do what we do for this community. So it's just it's just great for others to 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 say. That's yeah, a fantastic yeah. message and just such a heartfelt way to wrap up what I think has been a really fascinating conversation. Um and greatly enjoyed having you here today. But before we let you go. We have one other thing we need to do. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Um, So we like to play a little game here at the end of the podcast episodes. It's called 60 Seconds in the Hot Seat. And the way this is going to work is we're going to ask you some rapid fire questions. And you're just going to answer with whatever comes to mind first. And we'll put 60 seconds on the clock. And uh, then when time's up, time is up. So, um, Amber, you're going to facilitate this for us today, yes? Uh, Yes, but I hope I do Jen's justice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I've got a timer set up and ready to go here. I'm going to put one minute up, and uh, Tiffany, you are officially in the hot seat. Here we go. Ready? Mild, medium, or hot salsa? Mild. Would you rather have a photographic memory or be able to forget anything you want? Photographic memory. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite type of music or band? Favorite band? Good one. Acoustic music, uh, solo artist, songwriter, singer-songwriter. Who is the coolest musician you've ever met? Rob Halford, Judas Priest. Whoa. Early bird or or night owl? Early bird. Talking or texting? Texting. (laughs) Favorite travel destination? Ohio. What's your go-to comfort food? Ice cream. Would you rather have the ability to control fire or water? Water. What are you binging these days? Big Bang Theory. I've watched the whole series four times. Nice. Do you have pets? Yes. Spring fall, spring or fall? Fall, for sure. Okay, Big Bang Theory. I saw them my my senior year of high school. They, I saw the pilot. I went and saw the original pilot. Are you there? Oh, you were wow. I got there. I was there. I got my I got my AP chemistry teacher to give me extra credit because I was because the I, original one the original that they original didn't one use? that they didn't use. Nobody's ever seen that, dude. <laughs> I did. Did I you film it on your cell phone? <laughs> somewhere I have the paper for it, like uh, the, the program. That's for so it. Cool. You should frame that. It. Yeah. Uh. You could write a book on that. People <laughs> would buy it. I, I actually read the book, the Big Bang Theory book. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I got my kids all hooked on it now. My boys watch it with it's me. Great. It's, it's great. It's great. It's great. All right. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of Tips and Salsa. It's been so awesome to have you here. What an honor. This has been so fun. And what a wealth of knowledge and experiences you bring to this school district. Thank you so much. And thank you for your, your love, your humility, your excitement to be one of us. Please have me back when I'm not nervous. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now I'm cool. Now we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, to our millions of listeners out there on six out of seven continents, got to remind that, keep up the amazing innovation in your classrooms, and maybe, just maybe, you might be the next guest on Tips and Salsa. But until then, this is RUSD EdTech signing, signing off. off. And we are recording. All right. Oh, man. Me, 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 me. Can I try that again? Yeah, let's take that again. All right. (laughs) All right.
I'm just like in awe at like this is this is Tiffany like this is it sounds so beautiful to me like your voice on radio it's like this is it. Um, hi Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, now you're gonna have to edit that the too. Paparazzi in the background. Uh, seriously. Do you want to do your next question? No. <laughs> okay. Um. We recording. We are recording. I know. I'm just saying that. I know. Every time. <laughs>